It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's Old Firm Weekend in Glasgow Celtic get ready to travel to Rangers tomorrow Before that a double helping of Edinburgh v Lanarkshire With the capital sides in need of a performance And Gary Holt's hospital treatment means he'll miss Livingston's home game this afternoon I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me in the studio Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans Welcome back to the Premiership Dundee United They'll win the Championship by a mile If last night 6-2 win over Dundee is a judge But whose place will they take? Today's games will tell us if we've got early strugglers on our hands. Kermarnock need to be careful at St Johnston. Likewise, Hamilton Ackies at Tynecastle. Whatever happens at Livingston, get well soon, Gary Holt. Now in hospital, as you said, Gordon, a top man. Good luck to him. Ah, we get through all of that without mentioning you-know-who, who are playing in a match of some significance at you-know-where tomorrow. Well, brace yourself, Dundee United, for another year in the Championship of Hugh Keevans. This is earliest title prediction (laughs) of all time. They are, by a distance, former Dundee United player Mark Wilson, the best team in there, and they will win it by a mile there. 14 goals so far, they've lost two goals, four wins, they are... Going to canter it Well we'll find out in good time But across the Premiership today and tomorrow uh, We've got quite a lot to look forward to Mark Wilson and Alex Ray Yeah absolutely Just go on below and you go mate No listen I can't wait Because it's been building I mean all pre-season Well since the tail end of last season I think everyone has been looking forward To to the first Rangers Celtic game Um, Rangers obviously performed so well In their, their two home games last year And the fans will be expecting more of the same Especially after Thursday night's performance Where you know, they get over the line in the 93rd minute, but just a, a sense of euphoria. And that can sometimes carry on uh, into the next game. So Rangers fans and Steven Gerrard will be hoping for that. But, I mean, Celtic, so good in attack, that it's hard to stop them scoring. So I think everyone expects lots of goals. Can't wait for it. But today, a full fixture uh, list to look forward to in important games also. I'm looking forward to a lot of the games going on. Some of them are taking on uh, added significance. When you look at Hibs, the, the comments at Heckenbottom uh, last week as well. Uh, Craig Levine must win today, Hugh. Mm. Otherwise, you know, serious pressure uh, will mount. And then you've got Alessio who uh, has been firefighting since he got in. So there, there's plenty of games. Aberdeen have a chance to bridge the gap to the top two as well. So there's plenty of fixtures to look forward to, Gordon. Plenty to look forward to indeed And a bit later on Well a lot later on at 5 o'clock It will be over to you To have your say on the open line Looking back on today's games And if you feel like it Previewing tomorrow's big one as well Let's start going around the grounds though We've got some massive games In the Premiership this afternoon Don't even know where to start Let's go for Fir Park Motherwell against Hibbs. Andrew McLean is keeping an eye on things there yeah, well, both these sides picking up four points from their opening league games so far. But it does seem that there is different atmospheres around the supports of each side. Motherwell, well, they had a great start to the League Cup group stages, didn't they? And although that didn't carry on into the knockout stage, there's certainly optimism around the place. Plenty of new, exciting-looking additions and a fresh off the back of a 3-1 win in the Lanarkshire Derby last weekend. So they were looking to make it two wins on the bounce today. As for Hibs, there was unrest amongst the support last weekend. Despite winning at the time against St Johnson, the supporters booed Paul Heckenbottom's decision to take off Scott Allen. They then went on to draw two all, and Heckenbottom certainly didn't ease tensions after the game by saying that he didn't know there was a law against taking Scott Allen off. I'm sure all eyes will be on the developments of that story today, and that will start with the team news. But I will start with the home side first. There's one change for Motherwell going into this one. Charles Dunn drops out 
and in comes Jake Carroll a 4-3-3 for them Mark Gillespie starts in goal it's a back four of Liam Grimshaw Peter Hartley Declan Gallagher and Jake Carroll the midfield three Alan Campbell Liam Donnelly and Liam Polworth with Sherwin Sadoff and James Scott either side of Christopher Long the substitutes Carson Tate Hilson Maguire Illich Dunn and Cole as for Hibbs three changes from that 2-0 draw against St Johnson out go Gray Vela and Doidge in come Whitaker, Slivka and Horgan Scott Allen stays in the team and he actually moves into a more familiar role he started out wide on the right hand side of a midfield four last week he moves into a central position today it's a 4-2-3-1 for them over Marciano starts in goal the back four Stephen Whitaker, Adam Jackson Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson Vikinta uh, Slivka and Stevie Mallon the sort of holding midfielders if you like with Daryl Horgan Scott Allen and Glenn Middleton in behind Florian Camberry the substitutes Maxwell, Vela, Doidge, Newell Holberg, Porteous and Shaw the referee for this one at Fur Park is Stephen McLean uh, Paul Heckingbottom and Scott mm. Allen they're, uh, sometimes Hugh Keevans managers don't need an extra distraction they're judged on whether they win or lose games but every now and then another little subplot will come up uh, which fans will use to beat them over the head with yeah. Scott Allen's in the team he's playing in a more familiar role so maybe the fans will give Paul Heckingbottom a bit of breathing space this afternoon they won't unless they get all three points uh, I've consulted the Hibby in the family and he tells me that the, the Hibs fans are most unhappy uh, about Paul Heckenbottom's uh, chopping and changing and not knowing his best 11 and today as Andrew has just told us he's made three changes again so this is what's upsetting the Hibs fans Do you think that's partly due to the performances you know trying to get the the, the shape right as well Hugh because I, I agree with Andrew to play uh, Scotty Allen out on the right hand side doesn't yeah. benefit him the slightest he has to play more central and he can do a more probing role where he's more prominent Alex, it's different. Uh, you know, like you say, you don't know your best eleven, but surely you know that Scott Allen's best position is in behind the striker, where he can create and actually influence games. If you stick him out in the right hand side, then I think you're taking away so much from your team. So, uh, Scott Allen, I'm sure, will be delighted to to be in a more central role today, and I'm pretty sure the Hibs fans will be delighted to see him there also. I think the Hibs fans were also uh, taken aback by the six-one hammering they took against Rangers at Ibrox. Now. Teams can go to Ibrooks and get turned over. But 6-1 was hard for the Hibs fans to take. Uh, the Scotty Allen business is a, a sideshow. They're not happy with Paul Heckenbottom. And if Motherwell were to win today, it could be the start of something. Yeah, 11 goals conceded in the last three games for Hibs. So Paul Heckenbottom will be looking to keep things a bit tighter at the back this afternoon. Let's hear from Stephen Robinson. They got a very good manager who who done wonders last season as well. You know, propelled them into the top six, and they've got a very strong squad of players. A huge football club, and it's a big test for us again. So you know, it sees where we are. You know, we've we've beat Hamilton. We've got a brilliant away draw at Livingston as well. You know, make no mistake, that's a good result on that surface away at Livingston. Um, and now we have to take it a little bit further and try and get the the first home win of the season. So that's game one in the Premiership this afternoon. Motherwell against Hibs. At Fir Park uh, We did say it was a, a double dose of Lanarkshire against Edinburgh The second edition comes at Tynecastle Hearts against Hamilton, Roger Hanna Yeah, and it'll be a nervous Tynecastle this afternoon The Hearts fans not happy at the start of the season Just one point from the three league games so far They're only off bottom place, Gordon By virtue of the fact they've scored more goals in Kilmarnock Lost three at Pitodra, lost three at Celtic Park A dismal nil-nil here with Ross County A couple of weeks ago as well Craig Levine's made three changes Two are enforced because of injuries to goalkeeper 
goalkeeper Joel Pereira and right back Michael Smith Lloyd Demours dropped to the bench as well on that bench is Stephen Naismith not fit to start despite being called recall to the Scotland squad by Steve Clark in midweek and no place either for Ryoto Machino, the young Japanese player who arrived on loan from Manchester City yesterday so Hearts will go with Colin Doyle in goal it's a back four of Aaron Hickey Craig Halkett Christoph Berra and Eddie White just in front it's Glenn Whelan and Andrew Irving and then 19 year old winger Ewan Henderson is in along with Sean Clare and Jake Mulraney to support the lone front man Connor Washington on the bench Lamal Naismith Ikpiazu Demur Brandon Dicamona and Machino who's on the bench for the first time not starting as for Hamilton well they lost the Lanarkshire Derby to Motherwell last week and the reaction of head coach Brian Rice is to make four changes back comes the captain Brian Easton after suspension there's also a start for Marcus Fjortov fit again player Alston and Maria Sokompo out goes Stanger the suspended Hamilton McKinnon and Cunningham so for Akages Owen von Williams in goal Aaron McGowan Marcus Fjortov Sam Stubbs and Brian Easton at the back midfield of player Alston Alec Gogic Will Collar and Lewis Smith with Maria Sokompo up top with George Oakley on the bench Southwood Cunningham, Moyo, Wand, Mimno, Hughes, McKinnon. The referee is Greg Aiken. I'm just speaking to one former Hearts player, Neil McCann, before kickoff. He said the one thing Hearts can't afford is to lose the first goal, or this place really will be nervous. Let's hear from Brian Rice. It's going into the Lions Den at Tynecastle. You know, the atmosphere's fantastic. It's a brilliant place to play your football. Craig had a very difficult game last week. They went to Celtic Park. Uh, they drew their first home game against Ross County 0-0. Uh, but I know Hearts are a really good team. They beat Motherwell the week before, let's not forget about that. If you need stand up, you'll be counted in every game, but especially at Tynecastle, you know, with the atmosphere. Uh, it's a brilliant place to play, you know. It's, for me, it was the best place to play football. So I'm looking forward to it, and I'm sure the players will look forward to it. Roger Hanna, let's assess the bigger picture for Hearts. There are clearly grumblings of discontent amongst the Hearts fans towards Craig Levine, t- towards the team. And it's not really just this season, is it? It stretches back to the tail end of last season. If you take their last 15 league games, and of course that is stretching back to last season, they've won only two of them. And uh, clearly there are issues there which have rumbled on over the summer. And then this season, Roger, you, you lose at Aberdeen, you lose at Celtic. That's acceptable. You draw it home to Ross County, not so much. And if you were then to add a failure to beat Hamilton Ackies at home, I don't think that would go down too well. Yeah, and there are a few issues. That, that, that run of results obviously being the main one. The style of play as well. I don't think the Hearts fans are taken on by the style of play under Craig Levine in this, this last week. If you look at last season in isolation, they did reach a Scottish Cup final. They did finish top six. It wasn't disastrous by, by any stretch of the imagination. But the style of play hasn't been embraced by the Hearts supporters. Um, they wonder at this sort of signing policy as well. You see 35-year-old Glenn Whelan brought in at the same time as young Harry Cochran shipped out to to Denfermline on on loan along with young Anthony McDonald out there on loan Um, you know there was a a decision over the goalkeeper as well as Lamal was dropped they signed Pereira, Pereira's now out the team now Colin Doyle who who looked third choice at one stage is is now in the team as well so you never quite know what hearts are going to turn up and all of that is adding pressure to Craig Levine and if they, they stumble again today I think you'll hear a lot of jeers from the home support OK, just along the road Livingston against St Mirren Fraser Wisher is there and I think we start Fraser by wishing Gary Holt a speedy recovery Absolutely, just as you guys were talking about at the top of the show just arrived here at the ground to find out that Gary is actually ill the club's saying he's ill but they expect him to be back at training on Monday which is good news as that suggests it's nothing too bad so it means that David Martindale his assistant manager 
will take charge but that won't lead to any real disruption for the Livingston players as he plays a prominent role at the club anyway heavily involved in all football matters and his team come here in plenty of confidence a terrific away win at Ross County not only a win but an emphatic win 4-1 up in Dingwall and a bit like Hamilton Ackies you get the impression that everyone at this club enjoys proving everyone wrong just like last season off to a really good start sitting third place unbeaten in the league and the loss of the key players like Halkett and Gallagher and Kelly hasn't affected their form new signs have settled in well but they'll find it difficult today against old Ford St Mirren both promoted in 2018 and many a close game between the two teams in the last couple of years and I've seen St Mirren this season a couple of times and they've looked decent really well organised so far in the league Jim Goodwin's got them knowing their, their positions they're in good shape and they've made some decent signings in the last few weeks in attack with Dermis, McAllister and Obika and that's where they need a wee bit of help there because they're organised at the back good in midfield but they really need a goal and a bit more in the attacking third the three league games so far one goal scored and two goals against the only goal was of course the winner against Aberdeen by Ilkay Dermis and as you can maybe hear in the background it's a bit blustery here, a blustery win. I just hope it doesn't affect the quality of the game, but I do expect it to be a really, really tight game here today. Forced changes, four of them, for Livingston, McMillan, Crawford, Suda and Erskine are in, with Lamy, Jacobs, Pittman and Robinson all injured and out. Ross Stewart's in goals. Back four on Nicky Devlin, Alan Lithgow, John Guthrie and Jack McMillan. In midfield, Marvin Bartley and Robbie Crawford with Stephen Lawless, Amen Suda and Chris Erskine behind the lone striker. Lyndon Dykes on the bench for Livingston, Matija, Sarkic, Ceci Pepe, Ibrahima Savani, Jack St- Dobbs, Craig Henderson and Scott Tiffany only six players on the bench for Livingston. First it were in just one change it was a substitution last week, Kyle McAllister is in for Ilkay Dermis, Vaclav Hladke is in goals, a back four of Paul McGinn, Gary McKenzie, Sean McLaughlin and Callum Waters in midfield, Ryan Flynn and Sam Foley with Kyle McAllister, Tony Andrew and Kyle McGinnis behind Jonathan Obika up front, the subs for Saints, Dean Linus Jack Baird, Cammy McPherson, Ilkay Dermis Owen Jorkayev, Danny Mullen and Junior Mores and the referee today at Livingston is Colin Stevens. Uh, Mark Weary is at McDermott Park for St Johnston against Kilmarnock. Uh, Mark Weary, should we just cut to the chase and you tell us whether Greg Taylor is is playing or not? Are we going to get more speculation regarding his future? Well, he's not playing, Gordon. He's not in the starting eleven. He is not on the bench. Uh, the information I have is that Celtic are in dialogue with Kilmarnock and um, it is expected that a deal will happen before the window closes on Monday night. So, Greg Taylor, not anywhere to be seen, and I think that tells its its own uh, story. For St Johnston, Stevie May, the new signing from Aberdeen, is on the bench, and for uh, Kelly, bottom of the table, uh, Kelly Dario Del Fabro, the central defender on loan from Juventus, is straight into uh, Alessio's starting um, 11. So both... Clubs here on the back of draws last week. Command look at the first point of the season at home to Aberdeen and for St Johnston, a last gasp leveller uh, away to Hibs was certainly gave Tommy Wright a lot of pleasure. Command at bottom of the table on one point, St Johnston in 10th position on two points, just one point ahead. So plenty for both teams to play for today. Uh, St Johnston, the home team, 4 3 3 formation. Xander Clark. In goals at the back, Wallace Duffy, Jason Kerr, Liam Gordon and Scott Tanzer. Three in midfield, Liam Craig, Murray Davidson and Ali McCann. And up front, it's Michael O'Halloran, Chris Kane and Matty Kennedy. On the bench for the Perth club, it's Parrish, Vyman, Wright, Wallerspoon, Swanson, May and Hendry. For Kilmarnock, they two go with a 4-3-3. It's Lauren Branescu in goals at the back, Stephen O'Donnell. Alex Bruce, Dario Del Fabro and Nico Hammerlinen in midfield Alan Power, Gary Dicker and Mohamed El Macrini 
and up front it's Rory McKenzie, Eamon Brophy and Liam Miller on the bench for uh, Alicio's team that's McDonald, Kilty and Wilson, Millen, Thomas, Cameron and Barlow and today's match referee at McDermott Park is David Munro. So, Greg Taylor injured again, or is he mm, no, on his way to Celtic? Good. It's not looking good for Kamarnock. I think no, they're going to lose this lad. I think they've made plans, contingency plans, uh, and they'll hold out for the best deal possible. Uh, but Celtic will have a limit, a, a cash limit, uh, and that's what the dialogues are obviously all about. But uh, if the clubs can get together on the money, he's a Celtic player. Aberdeen are at home this afternoon They take on Ross County And Dave Galloway is watching that one Thank you Gordon Well both these teams are in much need of a boost ahead of the international break Aberdeen have been misfiring of late And have failed to score in four of the previous five games And posed little goal threat in last weekend's tame 0-0 draw at bottom of the league Kilmarnock Ross County's winning start to the campaign has come unstuck in recent weeks Including a 4-1 thumping at home to Livingston seven days ago both teams uh, make four changes for Aberdeen in come uh, Zach Viner, Mikey Devlin, Niall McGinn and Ryan Hedges out drop Shea Logan, Scott McKenna, James Wilson and John Gallagher so it's Joe Lewis in goals for the Dons looks like a 4-3-3 it's Zach Viner, Mikey Devlin, Andy Considine and Greg Lee at the back in front of them Craig Bryson, Funzo Ojo and Lewis Ferguson with Niall McGinn, Sam Cosgrove and Ryan Hedges up front substitutes for the Dons, Cherney Gallagher, Wright, McLennan, Wilson, Anderson and Main. Uh, four changes, like I said, for Ross County also. In come Michael Gardine, Tom Gravosti, Keith Watson and ex-Don Richard Foster straight in after uh, signing from... Uh, uh, St Johnston uh, just uh, this week he'll get a very warm welcome I'm sure uh, from the Red Army today out go Liam Fontaine Sean Kelly Joe Chalmers and Blair Spittle so it's Ross Laidlaw in goals at the back for County Marcus Fraser Callum Morris Tom Gravosti and Richard Foster midfield Josh Mullen Keith Watson Ian Vigers and Michael Gardine up top Ross Stewart and uh, Billy Mackay Substitutes for the visitors today Ruddy, Graham, Spittle, Power, Chalmers, Payton and Reid And the match referee here at Pataudry, Nick Walsh So that's you up to speed with the team news from across the Scottish Premiership Just a little bit of interesting team news from south of the border Billy Gilmore on the bench for Chelsea this afternoon Whoa. Frank Lampard names him on the bench uh, We're about to get all the guys involved We're going to preview tomorrow's big one at Ibrox And we'll hear from Celtic's new signing Mohamed El Yanoussi coming next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, and Alex Rare in the studio. We've already given you team news across the Premiership games Motherwell, Hibbs, Hearts, Hamilton, Livy, St. Mirren, St. Johnston, Kilmarnock, and Aberdeen, Ross County. Uh, let's bring in Mark Guidi, Fraser Wishart, Roger Hanna, and look ahead to tomorrow's big one at Ibrooks. Let's get stuck straight in. I'll take some predictions from you. How do you see it going, you three? 1 1. Care to elaborate Shows you're working <laughs> I, I, I just feel So early in the season With both teams Going into the game 100% league records Both in decent form Both having qualified In Europe um, I don't think a draw Necessarily harms Either team um, They'll both go And try and win the game Gordon of course they will But I just think There'll be a, a spell In the game where It's very very tight And, and I think Both managers Would, would possibly Take a draw Mark Guidi 
Yeah, I'll, I'll sit in the fence with Roger and oh my I think goodness. it'll be two. You better watch that it'll... one, Squeegee. The score's gone. <laughs> I, think, I think it'll be 2-2. Two, two. Um, but I, I would disagree with Roger in terms of both the two. I think Celtic would be a lot happier with a draw given I think home advantage is going to be vital in the four old firm games. You look the way they went last season. Um, and I think for Rangers, they've had a lot of plaudits this season so far, and rightly so. I said last night in the programme with you and yourself, Gordon, I think Rangers do get into this game slight favourites, even just 51 49 uh, in their favour. But I think there's more of an onus on Rangers to go and show they are the real deal. Now, they've been to Kilmarnock and won, they've been to St Mirren and won, but you've also got to beat Celtic. And if it's to be real for them this season, I think it's more important um, for them that they win the game. And uh, I think that Neil Lennon would be the happier of the two managers uh, coming away from Ibrooks uh, with a point. But I'll tell you one thing, I think it'll be explosive. An explosive 90 minutes for the right reasons. I think there'll be plenty of goals. And I wish the referee, and I genuinely mean this, I wish the referee Bobby Madden all the very best tomorrow. Fraser Wishart's. Yeah, I, I actually agree with, with Mark. I think it'll be 2-2. Two, oh, two. I think there'll be plenty of this goals. This fence is in serious danger. You, you, do, you, do, know that draw, you know, do, do know that a draw is a prediction. There's <laughs> <laughs> a few results. It's, uh, it's fun just to take the mic out. You, you're, you're missing that point. No, no, I'm not missing that point at all. I'm trying to just throw it back to you. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I agree with Mark. But I, I think one of the most important things tomorrow is going to be discipline. I, I think, you know, you've seen Alfredo Morelos be sent off. You know, Scott Brown just niggling away at him. And it'll happen again tomorrow all over the park from both sides. They'll test each other. You know, testing the weaknesses of, of players, they'll test their, 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 their personality, they'll test their discipline and that's going to be absolutely vital because uh, I think that both teams, there's not much between them and, and I think that uh, going down to 10 men could be a huge blow for them and, and I agree with Mark, I think it's going to be explosive, we want the players to get stuck in, we want the players to make it exciting, people are paying up, paying good money to watch it, we're all going to sit and watch it on television as well. We don't want it to be a pre-season friendly, we don't want it to be tippy-tappy stuff, we want it to be explosive, plenty of action, but we don't want it to go over the top, and that's where I think discipline is going to be absolutely key, and if any player on either side loses their discipline, then, then I can see that being a major problem for the team, but so I'm really, really looking forward to it, and hopefully we're talking about it Monday for the right reasons, plenty of goals. Three draws so uh-huh. far, Hugh Keevens, you're lucky, you're getting an extra 24 hours to come up with a, a, a specific score, uh-huh. uh, but you can tell us how you see it going in terms of outcome. Uh, I see Rangers winning the match And for one reason I understand the loss of Dedrick Boyata He wanted out of Celtic Nothing they could do about it I understand the loss of Benkovic Nothing Celtic could do about it He's Leicester City's player I understand the loss of Tierney He took a life-changing move To go to Arsenal And Celtic received a fortune I understand the loss of Lustig He had been a fantastic player for Celtic For eight seasons And he wanted a change I understand all of that I do not understand the steps that have been taken to address that back four problem. The jury is still out in Bolingroli. The jury is still out in Julian. Ayer is the most reliable defender in the place right now, but he is likely to miss the match. Therefore, you're going to have the square peg in the round hole with near Beton playing in central defence, and who knows beside him, and who knows at full-back. And for that reason, I think Celtic's defensive uncertainty... And the fact that Morelos, with 10 goals so far this season, and Defoe being in good form, for me, that changes the match and Rangers win. Mark Wilson. I appreciate what the guys are saying there about a draw, and, you know, I've been to and fro all week. I'm unsurprising to some going to say Celtic will win this, because I only say that because Celtic going forward this season have been remarkable. Now, the last two games at Ibrox... 
Celtic going forward I think were severely hampered with Mikey Johnson playing through the middle Mikey Johnson playing right wing back you know key players missing for Celtic in those both games and that's taking nothing away from Rangers I think tomorrow going forward there will be a different attacking threat going at Rangers I think there's concerns at the back I do think Rangers will score but I think when you've got Edward who should be fully fit Mikey Johnson on the left side James Forrest Ryan Christie these guys in form I think it'll be a test that Rangers haven't come up against this season and that's why I think Celtic will, will edge it by the odd goal Mm, Alex Ray um, Listen I take the, uh, Matt's point on board there In terms of Celtic middle to front They've been uh, impressive and, and when you're listening to Hugh I, I totally agree in terms of Defensively where Celtic are going I think over the last three years Celtic have been very impressive at the back When you've got guys like Lustig Who are mainstays Boyata, Benkovic And Kieran Tierney's quality uh, Driving the team forward And then you put in place What you actually currently have at the moment Potentially so El Hamed's injured So we don't know if Ayer's going to make it With a groin niggle uh, Would you risk him in that Julian well, Again the jury's still out In terms of The magnitude of this game mm. The intensity of the whole thing Simunovic hasn't played A domestic game this season Hugh. The seven games I think he's played Have been in Europe Yeah. So you know These are factors And then you, then you go over to Bali Who for me Has caused Celtic time after time In terms of You look at the weekend uh, Sorry midweek in Europe Caught the wrong side Defensively uh, and he's just had a really tough start to, to his reign at Celtic. So, will they put the boy Bauer in, who they signed during the week? Will they throw him into the mix, having not featured to you? So, again, yeah. all these factors, for me, uh, go into Rangers' favour uh, because there's a continuity there. There's a togetherness at Rangers. And when you take the two games from last year, Gordon, for me, uh, I would have to say it's a Rangers uh, win. So, what was that? Three draws. Yeah. Two Rangers wins. One Celtic win. Uh, Neil Lennon says he was su- he's surprised to find that you know Rangers would be favourites. He points to the fact that we Celtic have started the season. They do, of course, come into the campaign as treble treble winners. Hugh Keevans, you, you've, yeah. you've tipped Rangers. What, what would you say in response then to Neil Lennon's surprise? Well, he, he's got to talk up Celtic. Of course, he has. He's a manager. Uh, but I don't think that it's illogical. Or unreasonable or irrational to decide that Celtic might be second favourites at Ibrox, given the way both of them have started the season. Celtic going forward are a joy to watch. They have scored 15 league goals in their first three fixtures. However, all of the uncertainty is at the back, and that the loss of Ayer, if he does miss the match, I think is a big blow to Neil Lennon. And do you put in Bauer? And have him His baptism of fire Has it been that bad Aside from that Whatever it was 20 minute spell Against Cluj Because that aside Not really conceded That many goals And yeah of course You can point to Individual moments Yeah. Um, but but the, the best way Of sort of judging A defence is surely in, in what they give away Yeah but I am taking Everything Out of the equation And treating this game In isolation Who Will be in the Rangers side Morelos 10 goals Defoe the handiest of men to bring on when Morelos has run his course. And I just think that defensively, that's where Celtic are vulnerable. And why are Celtic still playing near Beton in central defence? Why has that position never been properly addressed? And for me, recruitment at Celtic Park still remains a business that's occasionally difficult to understand. Mark Greedy. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can take Hugh's, Hugh's points, but I think he's, he's, he's focusing 
on all the potential negatives at Celtic. It does mean to say that Rangers are 100%, so there's nothing that Celtic can get at, at, at Rangers, Hugh? Of course, as I've said, they are a joy to watch going forward. The vulnerability yeah, where, yeah, where is at the back. So they're a joy to watch. So where do they get at them then uh, with, with Rangers? Where do they get at Rangers? Yeah. Well, Mikey Johnson, I think, is in terrific form. James Forrest, the most reliable performer for Celtic this season. Uh, always good for a goal. Uh, Edward, uh, improving week upon week. Uh, so there's plenty there. And Celtic will score. Celtic, I think you're doing Celtic a disservice by highlighting all their, their negatives and Edward they've got an outstanding striker and James Forrest the form player possibly in the country at, at the moment well, that, Mikey Johnson I don't good, know if he'll, if that he'll good, start if that good why do you go for a draw well, I'm, I'm not writing Celtic off I think a draw is a good yeah. result Mark, I, 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 that's why I said home advantage but Hugh it's just it's very pessimistic and very negative Towards Celtic, you know, because no, it's one they can go opinion. there. They can lose the game tomorrow, but I think you're just concentrating too much. You're not bringing a balance to your argument by looking at the other team as well. I agree with you, Mark. In terms of Celtic going forward, I think Rangers will come up against a, a front four, if you like, that they haven't faced this season. You know, we we chat about Celtic's problems in defence, and you're right to highlight it, Hugh, because it's it's there for all to see. However, Rangers, when you look at the left back area. I mean, can any of his call who will play there? Flanagan. Well, well, that's the thing. But you're playing against Scotland's player of the year who's on fire just now. So that's that's a potential problem for Rangers. Tavernier, I still have my reservations about Tavernier defending. He has got better. I'll give him that. However, if Mikey Johnson does play, he's playing against a young boy who has started the season terrifically well. You know, got goals, confident. You've seen him the other night with a goal. So in the wide areas, Celtic can cause range and Edward the two centre halves for Rangers are much improved there's no doubt about it however they're playing against a guy a £9 million striker who's playing like a £9 million striker just now so I mean going going forward Celtic I think will score tomorrow so, so do I but I just think that at the back there is vulnerability that will be capitalised upon who, who plays behind the back for then does Foster come straight back in here yes without doubt he's Neil Lennon's uh, preferred choice uh, I know that Craig Gordon has said this morning what have I done wrong and he's quite right however managers mm. have favourites and Fraser Forster is Neil Lennon's favourite well speaking of sorry Roger I was just going to say speaking of potential surprises Celtic have made a new signing they made it late last night Mohamed El Yunusi on loan from Southampton arrived there on a big money move we've been hearing from him in the last hour or so let's hear what he had to say it feels great um, I'm proud to be part of the club uh, to come here and I'm um, looking forward to, to the season. Why did you choose Celtic? What was, what was attractive about it? What's not? I mean, um, big club, massive club, a lot of fans. Um, I like the challenge to, to win games, to win titles. Um, so uh, I, I came here as well to get a better player. And from what I've heard from other players being here, uh, it's a good place to be. Uh, facilities are good. Um, the coaching stuff so um, yeah so I'm really pleased to be here and you haven't really had a chance to play for Southampton this season so are you hoping that you'll be a part of the first team squad and, and getting starts throughout the season for Celtic yeah I mean in the end that's the Gaffa's decision um, like I said I came here to uh, to uh, get a better player to get back to uh, where I was uh, and uh, hopefully I get some chances to uh, to show what I can 
uh, have impact in the games, help the team to uh, to score goals and assists and to win games really. Should we expect to see you playing tomorrow against Rangers? Um, I don't know. I mean, I just finished the first training. Um, that would be the gaffer's uh, decision uh, if I'd be part of the squad or not. Um, it's a huge game, obviously. Uh, maybe one of the biggest derbies in Europe. So I'm really looking forward to either be part of it or to, to watch it. Was Johanna too early for him to come straight in? Yeah, I, I don't think that's an area of the field that the Celtic will be looking to change too much tomorrow. I agree with the lads. I think it'll be Christie and Forrest in, in support of Edward tomorrow. Um, not necessarily for Mikey Johnson. I wonder if Olivier and Charm will come in there alongside Brown and McGregor just to, just to bolster the midfield a little bit for Celtic. But if Forrester plays, you, you, you just wonder about you know the, the communication at that back four. There'll be a new right back, you would think, in Morris Bauer coming in. Likely, if Ayer is out, does that mean Julian plays with Samunovic, Bolingoli at left back? It's a defensive unit that really won't know each other particularly well, so that that would be a worry. But I think El Unice will be in the bench because going forward, Celtic like Rangers, that that's their area of strength. Uh, Fraser Bishop, it's a signing that arrives with a tremendous pedigree. Um, the 16 million pound move to Southampton it clearly didn't work out for him there. You would imagine he's there to be a main part of Celtic's starting 11 this season the only person who may miss out then is Mikey Johnson who in the last few weeks many predicted would be kicking on to, to really you know force his way into the starting 11 most weeks yeah it's a bit like a discussion we had a couple of weeks ago about Fraser Forster you know you're, you're bringing in a player of premiership standard or premiership wages paying a loan fee they're not going to do that just as a squad player so I think Elinusi is, is, is maybe longer term or medium term an absolute starter once he gets himself up to up to fitness and, and if you James Forrest on one side who's an absolute stick on he's been the best player in the country for the last two years and, and they just scores goal after goal after goal so he plays every week so you know you're looking at Mikey Johnson as a great start to the season Lewis Morgan's been around Johnny Hayes the Scott Sinclair there's Marion Schved they've got so many players in those positions that are going to find themselves probably with, with limited uh, limited chances I mean Celtic will remember Celtic fans remember scoring a couple of goals for Mulder against him a couple of years ago and uh, it'll be interesting to see what has happened to him because uh, he's not played very much for, for, for uh, Southampton and that can sometimes just affect the players confidence so he's coming here I think full of excitement uh, I think he needs to improve in his English what a fantastic interview in your first day in front of the, the, the media here you know speaks very well looks as if he's quite a cool customer as well and uh, all things being equal he could turn out to be a fantastic signing for, for Celtic but uh, tomorrow's too early for him I don't think he'll be involved at all and if he's not playing much for Southampton he'll be short of match fitness but a uh, big challenge now for the rest of the wingers at Celtic they've got, a, they've got an embarrassment of riches in those areas uh, Mark Greedy what do you make of the signing and what does it mean for for the likes of Scott Sinclair who was was out the picture completely anyway can you get any further out the picture? No I mean I, I think that's it you know it, it, it's curtains he's been a good servant to Celtic I think he's been good value at 3 million quid particularly in that first season um, but I think he knows as, as well that he's his time is up. The, the wide area is something that Neil Lennon has been wanting to strengthen. I thought it might have been Jordan Ibe coming in from uh, from Bournemouth, but there, there is a relationship there between Celtic and Southampton. There's been a number of transfers between the clubs, and even most recently, the loan sign of Fraser um, Foster. So they've managed to get a guy in that's also get wanting to prove something, and but more importantly than that, he's got an outstanding bit of uh, quality. And uh, as Roger mentioned, just to touch the Celtic team, if uh, Bauer goes in at right back, both accounts he is a right good player, uh, very athletic um, up and down, his fitness won't be a problem, sometimes his distribution might be a question mark over that but he's certainly more than capable of getting in and playing tomorrow. Ok, let's leave that one there because we've got some big games in the Premiership this afternoon and we're going back around the grounds next. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. 15 minutes to kick off in the three o'clock games Motherwell, Hibbs, Hearts, Hamilton, Livy, St. Mirren, St. Johnson, Kilmarnock, and Aberdeen, Ross County. The big one at Ibrooks tomorrow as well. Hugh Keevan, Smart Wilson, and Alex Ray are here. The top team are out and about all around the grounds, keeping you up to speed on what's happening this afternoon. So let's go back around. And get a flavour for what's going on Back to Fir Park from Motherwell Against Hibbs. I just wonder what that midfield battle is going to look like today Andrew McLean For all that Scott Allen's Brilliant on the ball Very creative And Stevie Mallon's Get the set pieces And all the rest of it There's an accusation The Hibbs midfield's Lightweight If, if that's a, a fair description How do you see that one going this afternoon? Yeah it'll certainly be an interesting one Because both sides have those three players in there Motherwell, Alan Campbell, Liam Donnelly And, and Liam Polworth And you look at that three of Motherwell, Alan Campbell and Liam Donnelly certainly like to get themselves about, you know, Alan Campbell uh, I sort of see him in the, in the John McGinn mould sometimes where he uses his body very well and he, he gets himself about, whereas Liam Donnelly, he's of course a sort of converted centre-back so he likes to get in amongst the tackles and as well he's added goals to his game this season as well, quite incredible, seven goals in seven games this season, so I think that maybe might be a concern for Paul Heckingbottom today when you look at Slivka, Allen, Stephen Allen, none of them big in stature at all, they are very Good technical player, Stevie Mallon from, from set pieces, obviously. Fantastic Scott Allen can, can really pick a pass, but that really could be a concern. But you look at the wide areas, there's a, there's a lot of pace for both sides as well. So you wonder if both sides might try and shift out there as well. You've got Daryl Horgan and, and Glenn Middleton, who I think will be a very good addition to this Hibs side. He got a, 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 a an assist on his uh, debut last weekend. And you've got Sherman Sadoff and, and James Scott for Motherwell as well. So there's certainly a lot of pace in those wide areas. And you think that if Hibs think they're getting overrun in that midfield, they could well try and shift out to the wide areas and, and look towards the likes of Horgan and Middleton. Uh, let's keep going around the ground Some massive games all around the place Andrew's right though Keep an eye on a, a few players at Fir Park Liam Donnelly for instance Seven goals in seven games A call up to the Northern Ireland squad Let's see what Fraser Wishart uh, Has to say for Livingston um, Against St Mirren F- Fraser I, I don't think the, the Livingston players Will feel the absence of Gary Holt too much Will they? No as I was saying earlier I think David Martindale is a very prominent figure At the football club Has been here under David Hopkin With Kenny Miller And uh, and, and has also got an administrative role at the club as well so he's heavily involved in everything to do with football so I, I don't think uh, Gary will be particularly missed I think more of a miss for Livingston are actually the players that are not playing today you know they've got Keegan Jacobs, Scott Pittman, Scott Robinson three players who have been key to their, their rise over the last couple of years and they were outstanding in the last cu- in last season in the, the Premiership so I, I think they'll actually miss them more than anything else and just looking at the squad in front of me and looking at the team in front of me uh, I, I came here thinking it was going to be a draw but I've got a wee feeling St Mum might just do this. I'm not sure that uh, without these three players, particularly Pittman and Robinson, who uh, come from that midfield area and score goals and create things as well with their energy, uh, I'm not sure that they've got uh, enough Livingston to trouble St Mirren in, in an attacking sense. You know, And I know everybody chuckles about 0-0 draws, etc. But uh, uh, for me, it will be tight. I think St Mirren are just going to get this by the odd goal, 1-0. An unbeaten start for Livingston, of course. Two draws and a win at Ross County. Jim Goodwin looking to spoil that run this afternoon. Watched the Motherwell game, St Johnston, and the Ross County game, um, and yeah, try and come up with a game plan of how to how to beat them. But uh, they're very well organised. They, you know, are a really hard working team, very physical at times. Um, you know, they, they get the ball in the box at every opportunity. They've got long throw of Lithgow and all that kind of carry on. So we've worked hard on those side of things, but 
you know, they're a better team, I think, than, than most people give them credit for. You know, and we know that they've got players in their team that can hurt you as well. Roger Hanna's in the capital for Hearts Hamilton. And today in itself is, is big for Craig Levine, Roger. But take a, a step back the, to the slightly bigger picture as well. After the international break, home to Motherwell. Again, a fixture which the Hearts fans will expect them to win. No questions asked. Then it's the Edinburgh Derby. So by the end of September, uh, Craig Levine's situation could look very different. Yeah, so pressure heaped on pressure, you could say. It was interesting listening to Fraser talking about the players Livingston missing. One of the guys they still miss, obviously, is Craig Halkett, who came here in the summer. He's in the team this afternoon alongside Christoph Berra at the back in the absence of John Souter. And you just wonder how far away from the Scotland squad Craig Halkett must be just now. Only three central defenders chosen by Steve Clark for these games against Russia and Belgium. Liam Cooper's in, Grant Hanley's in, Charlie McGrew's in. But if anything were to befall those players this afternoon I think Craig Halkett might be next in line for a call up at a time when as we say Suter's out Scott McKenna's out injured as well as is Stuart Finlay uh, David Bates hardly seeing any action at Sheffield Wednesday so it could be a big afternoon for Craig Levine but it could be a big afternoon for Craig Halkett too Yeah I think there are reports as well Roger this morning that, that, that Grant Hanley could be struggling for yeah. that game so you just wonder if the door might open yeah and you think you know, he'll have his hands full this afternoon Marius Ogompo has been called up by Hamilton today to go up front alongside uh, George Oakley up top so they will carry a, a physical threat to both Berra and Halkett it'll be an interesting tussle today but I think Halkett must be close to getting a nod for Scotland OK let's keep going then around the ground St Johnston against Kilmarnock at Mark Guidi's there Mark we might see a second debut uh, for St Johnston for Stevie May now it's been a bit of a saga this summer it was on and then it was off then back on again they've finally got their man I suppose the thing for Tommy Wright and the St Johnston fans though they need to hope it's the Stevie May that left rather than the Stevie May that returns five years later 130 appearances in that time injury hit on only 16 goals since it, since he left St John's Yeah he is a, a quality player and, and sometimes I think we've said before with certain players have got a fit with certain clubs and, and if there's one club that's going to bring the best back out and Stevie May and, and the manager as well it's Tommy Wright, he's on the bench today, Gordon, he, his name was read out there just over the PA system and um, you know he got a wonderful reception from the St Johnson supporters that are already um, inside the ground so there's a, willing, a willingness for him uh, to go and do well and I think he will, I think he'll eventually force his way into the starting lineup, and uh, I think he's a, the, one of the reasons why St Johnston will be absolutely fine this season, they will climb themselves up the table and I think they will be pushing for a top six place, it'll also be interesting to see the Kilmarnock uh, debutant too, um, Dario Del Fabro, to see how he gets on. Just look at him down there doing the warm up. Big lad, um, tall, looks six two, six three. A bit of presence um, about him, and uh, we'll see how that feels. Uh, Angelo Alessio has got a bit of a juggling act in his hands. He needs to get points on the board. He also wants the transfer window to close, and hopefully uh, for him, he can keep a hold of the likes of Greg Taylor not involved again today. Though, what does that mean for his future? Here's the Kilmarnock boss. St. Just is a, a tough, uh, a tough game. We we know all about uh, this team. Uh, they had a start, uh, bad start the the last uh, the last game against uh, Ibenian and then uh, they recovered the result. I think we will meet uh, um, a team. They are uh, they help confident now. They were confident, and I think my team uh, improved in the last two weeks and um, improve, play well, play fluency, and I think we we go there for uh, for for uh, to 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 play our best. 
So Angelo Alessio looking ahead to Kilmarnock's trip to St Johnston Let's go back to Pataudry and speak to Dave Galloway It's Aberdeen Ross County And Dave, maybe not the, quite the same level of scrutiny that the likes of, of Craig Levina is under But perhaps a, a big couple of games coming up for Derek McInnes Just to try and, and, and find the, the form that many thought they would have in the early part of the season Yeah, you're absolutely spot on there Gordon You know, there are grumblings of discontent among a section of the Aberdeen support They will only get louder if the Dons don't deliver uh, today So frustrating from an Aberdeen point of view Last weekend, uh, you know, a really attacking looking 4-3-3 at Kilmarnock But it all fell uh, very, very flat I'm, I'm actually surprised looking at the lineup that Bruce Anderson isn't starting you know, after back-to-back hat-tricks for the reserves. He's been banging them in for fun, so why not chuck him into the, the starting lineup? County, you know, as for them, they've kind of fallen from grace as well, haven't they? Five wins uh, in a row to kick off their season in the Cup and the League, but uh, Partick, of course, put them out of the League Cup. Uh, then they were well beaten, 4-1 at home by Livy. I was at that one, and you know, and it could have been 7 or 8-1. It's going to be really interesting to see how this one pans out today. Hugh Keevans, what to make of Aberdeen because you look at the business in the summer and you can only judge it on paper to begin with and yeah. people are thinking yeah do you know what they're looking strong again now all of a sudden they've scored in one of their last five games and yeah. that was against Dundee what I make of Aberdeen is indifferent they are five points behind Celtic and Rangers after only three fixtures uh, and we always look to Aberdeen to be the third force for a time they were the second force in Scottish football But their start is indifferent And they need a big performance With a few goals today That's up. The, that's us then The scene is set Motherwell Hibs Hearts Hamilton Livy St Mirren St Johnston Kilmarnock And Aberdeen Ross County The kickoffs are coming next And we'll get stuck right into Previewing the big one At Ibrox tomorrow Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Full time in Perth Between St Johnston And Kilmarnock Mark Guidi Full time St Johnston nil. Kilmarnock 1 Kilmarnock's first win of the season They are off the bottom of the table And their opponents today St Johnston Now prop up the rest of the division Just below me here Angelo Alessio Racing down the touchline To celebrate with the visiting travelling support What a win for his team And the winning goal came courtesy Of Stephen O'Donnell in the 40th minute A brilliant counter-attack from Kelly Liam Miller got the ball Deep inside his own half, 70, 80 yard run down the left hand side, crossed it into the box. St Johnston really should have cleared it, but they fluffed their lines, and there was Stephen O'Donnell, the right back, getting into the opposition penalty area to slam home from seven yards. Over the piece, Kilmarnock defended very well, a clean sheet, their goalkeeper, Branescu, didn't have a lot to do. St Johnston huffed and puffed, even bringing on Stevie May in the 67th minute wasn't enough to try and get them a point and in the end Kilmarnock were fairly comfortable their substitute Don Thomas forcing Xander Clark into a brilliant save in the 89th minute a great victory for Kilmarnock Angelo Alessio thoroughly enjoyed it but for Tommy Wright they are back at the bottom of the table full time in Perth St Johnston nil. Kilmarnock 1 and it's full time at Fir Park between Motherwell and Hibbs Andrew McLean Motherwell 3 Hibbs nil. the full time score at Fir Park and while it's a great result for the home side as a result that will not ease the tensions between Paul Heckingbottom and the Hibs support 
Uh, Motherwell started putting the pressure on when Sherwin Sedov cut in and had a shot deflected over and then he went one better 23 minutes in out wide on the left again he cut across the box uh, onto his right foot uh, he took a couple of touches and a low strike across over Marciano he had no chance and that was 1-0 Mark Gillespie then saved well with his feet to keep them ahead going into the break with a Scott Allen through ball into Florian Camberry cutting onto his right foot but at the near post Mark Gillespie managed to get it clear Declan Gallagher then had the first chance of the second half. A header at the back post from a corner was well saved by Marciano. Chris Long probably should have done better with the rebound, but his header found the roof of the net. Scott Allen then had a shot that just creeped wide 65 minutes in, and then Motherwell had the chance to double their lead from the spot when a corner came in. Declan Gallagher headed at goalwards. Adam Jackson had jumped up to challenge him, and his arm was in the air. It hit that. Stephen McLean had absolutely no choice but to point to the spot. Liam Donnelly stepped up, and in the form he's in, he was never going to miss. Was he low into the bottom corner for 2-0? And then they compiled the misery on Hibbs when Jermaine Hilton, who had replaced Sherwin Sadoff, decided to replicate him. There he was on the left, cut in onto his right foot. This shot was pretty much straight for up for Marciano, but it was very powerful, and it went straight through him for 3-0. A disastrous day for Hibbs with booze at full times from the supporters. Big celebrations here from the Far Park faithful. Full-time score here, Motherwell 3, heads nil. And it's also full-time in Livingston against St Mirren, Fraser Wishart. Livingston 2, St Mirren 1, just about a deserved win for Livingston, a goal in either half from Alan Lithgow and Lyndon Dykes had them 2 up, but they had to hold firm as St Mirren pushed in the last 30 minutes for an equaliser after skipper Kel McGuinness has scored a fantastic goal. Livingston top in the first half and were deservedly ahead at half-time through a 25th minute goal by skipper Lithgow. The big centre-back was unmarked eight yards out to head home a Scuda corner. St Mirren had offered very little in attack and he did much better in the second 45. And they were much better immediately. Obika headed narrowly over and then the goal-bound shot blocked by Lithgow. Saints had a penalty claim turned down. McGuinness cross-hit Crawford in the hand. Looked like a penalty to me and then Andrew with a lovely touch just drifted inches wide but as always happens at the other end against the run of play Livingston were then two up Chris Erskine did really well on the right hand side by a couple of challenges he's cut back from the byline and there was Lyndon Dykes eight yards out to fire the ball home but Saints were much better in the second half in 64 minutes they fought back and were back in the game skipper Kel McGuinness left hand side he cut in onto his right foot and curled a brilliant finish from 20 yards out into the top left hand corner Ross Stewart had absolutely no chance Livingston almost tied it up on the break when Stephen Lawless shot dip just over then Saints really pressing for the equaliser Obika missed a chance to his head McGinn from McGinn crossed a big second his head to the ball but drifted wide Stewart then saved him again shot it near post and then Morias Mullen and Dumas came on as attacking subs as Sitman pushed and pushed and pushed and Levy came closest at the other end Jack Stobbs had a shot from a cutback by Dykes cleared off the line by McLaughlin and hit the rebound off the bar Sitman pushed in the last five minutes of stoppage time McGinnis was wide on one side they had um, Dumas wide on the other side McKenzie the centre half in the middle but try as they had as they could they just couldn't find a way past this Livingston defence. They didn't have the manager here today, Livingston. Number of players missing, but it didn't matter. They remain in third place. My super scoreboard man of the match is Livy skipper Alan Lithgow. Not only for the goal, but he defended brilliantly when St Mirren pressed for the equaliser. Full time at Livingston. Livingston 2, St Mirren 1. And it's full time at Tynecastle, Roger Hanna. Harps 2, Hamilton 2. A deserved share of this ball for Hamilton, but more pressure on Craig Levine with several Harps fans jeering and calling for his head at the final whistle. Harps at the ball in the net after 15 minutes. Jake O'Reilly finishing from close range after a knockdown by Connor Washington. That was ruled out for offside, but they needed to wait just five more minutes for the opening goal. A great run from the back by Craig Halkett. Lovely pass into the box and a crisp finish by Sean Clare across Owen Fawn Williams and inside the far post. Aki's will never out this game. Lewis Smith 
Smith. He had a shot in 23 minutes that deflected off better and hit goalkeeper Colin Doyle on the shoulder before flying over the bar. Hearts were forced into a change when young Ewan Henderson went off before the break. Leo Taro Machino coming on for a debut and flashing a shot high over the bar just before the break. But five minutes after the interval, defensive disaster for Hearts. Eddie White and goalkeeper Doyle got themselves in an awful fankle and it allowed George Oakley to nip between them and poke the ball low into the net for 1-1. Positive response from Hearts. Washington fired over the bar. Then Mulraney glanced ahead of White after being teed up by Machino. And in 58 minutes, they did regain the lead. Skipper Christoph Pera rising high at the back post to head home from a deep Andrew Irving corner. But Hamilton just weren't to be denied. Doyle had to clutch a header from Marius Ogompo under his bat. Ogompo then hit the bar after the goalkeeper pushed out a Blair Alston drive in 64 minutes. And the Aki's pressure paid off when they leveled after 73 minutes. A fine run into the box for right back Aaron McGowan. He looked all set to pull the trigger until Oakley took the ball off his toe and fired it across Doyle and inside the far post. It was a nervy last 20 minutes for Hearts. If anyone was going to win the game, it looked as if it was going to be Aki's. A fine point for Brian Rice, but more pressure on Levine. They've only got two points. They're joint bottom of the table, and those points have come from home draws against Ross County and Hamilton Ackies. Super scoreboard man of the match, two goal Ackies heroes, George Oakley. It's finished at St Castle. Hearts two, Hamilton two. It's also finished at Petodre, where Aberdeen have beaten Ross County, Dave Galloway. Full time Aberdeen three, Ross County nil. The Dons in firm control of proceedings today, and they deservedly took the lead after 34 minutes. McGinn fed Hedges, and his cross into the box was headed powerfully home by Lee. Two minutes later, it was 2-0 Ferguson was brought down by keeper Laidlaw and Cosgrove scored from the penalty spot six minutes after the restart the Dons went 3-0 up McGinn's dangerous ball to the back post and Hedges bundled the ball over the line from close range County blew a golden chance to reduce the deficit when they were awarded a penalty after Ojo was uh, adjudged to have handled Stewart's shot however Mackay's spot kick hit the post Cosgrove went close to making it 4-0 with a powerful drive from a tight angle parried for a corner by Laidlaw County nearly pulled one back on the break Stewart's curling effort from the edge of the box coming back off the post the Dons though really ought to have scored number four only for Wright's close range effort after a really nice passing move and uh, saved by the goalie's legs a convincing win for Denny McInnes's men my super scoreboard man of the match Dons winger Ryan Hedges for an impressive overall attacking display as well as a goal it finished Aberdeen 3 Ross County nil. What a day we've had in the Scottish Premiership Goals galore Three at Mullerwell Four at Tynecastle Three in Livingston Three at Petaudry And a big one at McDermott Park as well The floor is now yours The open line is upon us So give us a call and speak to us It's 0141 951 1025 If we're talking today's football You would expect happy Mullerwell fans Come on, what a result that was Tell us what you made of it today On the flip side Hearts fans Hibs fans, many of you are not impressed with your managers before today. Must be even worse now. 01419511025. And the small matter of Rangers against Celtic tomorrow. This is your last chance to get your predictions in, your last chance to get your team lineup suggestions in. Don't miss it. 01419511025. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. 01419511025. 
full time scores from the Scottish Premiership Aberdeen 3 Ross County 0 Hearts 2 Hamilton 2 Livingston 2 St Mirren 1 Mullerwell 3 Hibs 0 And St Johnston 0 Kilmarnock 1 Into the Championship Are Broth 1 Dunfermline 0 Partick Thistle 2 Air United 3 Queen of the South 0 Alloa Athletic 1 In Scottish League 1 Airdrie 0 Falkirk 0 East 5 4 Raid Rovers 2 4 for 0 Clyde 0 Montrose 1 Dumbarton 2 And Stranraer 1 Peterhead 2 In Scottish League 2 It finished Albion Rovers 2 Stirling Albion 1 Annan Athletic 1 Stenhouse Muir 1 Cove Rangers 3 Queen's Park 0 Cowdenbeath 2 Brecon City 1 And Elgin City 3 Edinburgh City 3 Finish with the English Premier League Southampton 1 Man United 1 Chelsea 2 Sheffield United 2 Crystal Palace 1 Aston Villa 0 Leicester 3 Bournemouth 1 Man City 4 Brighton 0 Newcastle 1 Watford 1 And West Ham 2 Norwich City 0 01419511025 It's 5 past 5 Let's get some of that raw emotion If you're just out of a game today Good, bad or indifferent Let's hear from you on the lines And of course your thoughts Your last chance to get your predictions in Ahead of Rangers against Celtic tomorrow Hugh Keevans quite an afternoon And quite an afternoon in store tomorrow as well What would you expect on the phones? Uh, well, obviously, uh, the quickest way to lose friends uh, is to make a prediction about the Rangers-Celtic or Celtic-Rangers game. So whatever we have said today, uh, people on the phones will want to contradict that. Uh, also, if you're a, a Hearts or a Hibs fan, it's capital punishment in the capital city. Uh, but well done to Motherwell, a convincing win. Uh, and well done to the Ackies To go to uh, Tynecastle And take advantage of Hart's current vulnerability And well done Kelly You know a huge result for them Season not going so well And I think Alessio needed a, a big win away from, uh, away from home And they'll be looking to build on that in weeks to come I did say we wanted that raw feeling after the mm. game We've got John who's a Hibs fan from Edinburgh John sum up how you're feeling Towards Hibs and Paul Heckingbottom at the moment I'm absolutely livid. I love it. I cannot believe my eyes what I'm watching. I've been going to see Hibs for 30 years. I am disgusted. We've got boys against men in the middle of that park. We've got a plan A and it goes wrong. We have nothing. We don't know what to do. We panic. We shell the ball. We have no, no structure. I'm gutted. I'm gutted, I tell you. How much blame do you, do you place on the manager? How much goes to the players, John? I think it all goes to the manager. Players take some responsibility. You have to, you have to, you give it your all as a footballer. It's your job. You have to, you have to work well, play good. The manager channels it all in. But if it goes wrong, if you lose the board, if you lose everything, there's no point. It's a disaster. John, we had someone who uh, sent us a, a text during the game to say that Hibs' performance went two down. Before they went three down But from the moment they went two down Hibbs' performance was a disgrace Do you agree with that? A hundred percent The heads went down amongst all the players Nobody rolled the sleeves up as they say And fought to the final whistle Nobody It was just like Oh, I, I cannot describe how angry and disappointed I am What's he, do- what's he doing wrong, Heckenbottom? What's he doing right? We've nothing. We've nothing. We don't. The, the football we play is horrible. Horrible. It's not enjoyable to watch. You're going. 
John, you've got if you look at the personnel that you have there, if you, even if you take that back line, Whitaker, Handling, Stevenson, they, they they're regulars, guys that have been playing time after time. Stevie Marlin scores a lot of goals for Slivka. And then you look at the front four, you have the personnel, Horgan, Allen, Middleton and Camberry. I look at that team and I go, that's not too bad. Yeah, but, get, but is is that not is that not part of the problem, John? Because Alex and like many others has has looked at that on paper, but the actual truth of it is Stephen Whitaker is now getting a lot older and is offering a lot less. Lewis Stevenson's not offering what he used to. Stevie Mallon and Scott Allen, as good as they are, don't give you any bite in midfield. And Daryl Horgan wasn't involved today in a positive sense either. So I know a lot of these guys look like they've had good careers, but they're actually not. They're not but you can't blending at the moment. Blame Gordon, you know it's okay saying the manager takes all the blame. But when you look at that personnel, they've got to take some sort of responsibility as well. Willow, it's a collective thing, yeah. surely. What do you think, John? I I, I agree. The, the the one up top doesn't work. Camberry is isolated. We've no, we've not got enough quality to play the balls to him. Nobody runs up to help him out. We're 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 just putting names on paper to bring. To bring some hope, you know, Whitaker and Stevenson, and she said they are getting older, but they've, they've been good, and we expect them to be good all the time. But they're not; they're just they're 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 going to the end. They're going to the end, and you've got lightweight midfielders that have they've just not got that that edge, that snap, that snap, the the, the desire, the the passion, the the fight inside them. You've got a there's new nothing, owner. You've got a new owner, John uh, Ron Gordon, who talked about Hibs one day winning the league title. Uh, he's got to come to the fore now and start uh, making his influence felt. Yeah, I agree. He needs to get his wallet out. We need to buy quality. We need to get rid of people and get quality in. If we're if we're got any dream of winning the league, we need to spend. But we might not have all the money in the world. We'll see what this guy's got. But uh, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I don't think we'll win the league. It'll always be. Rangers or Celtic it'll, it'll, it'll not be us for a long time What's the, the bigger picture John Paul Heckenbottom How's his relationship Or how is he in the eyes of, of most of the fans now Oh he, he's gone very He's gone downhill Amongst the fans uh, You couldn't see on the radio What you hear around the ground about him You couldn't they're, they're, he's, he's not well liked He's not well liked And it'll be interesting to see How he handles it post-match we'll, we'll bring you as soon yeah. as Andrew McLean yeah. speaks to him Because Really needs the fans on side And another comment along the lines of oh, I didn't know there was a law against taking Scott Allen off Well, someone won't, I, don't won't, think won't he can, no, well. I don't think he can hide behind the fans this week When you're no. you're getting thumped 3-0 He has to come out and you know, but he, he does his hands up He does Mark as uh, someone who's a little thin-skinned Shall yeah, we say Sure, I'm just looking at the, the, the team uh, And the substitutes today They made one substitution after 63 minutes When Middleton came off Gordon And you're thinking if it's as bad as John is saying Surely you try and mix that up a little bit Surely Okay, thank you very much John in Edinburgh that, That's what the phone-in on a Saturday night does You're Oof. just out of the game John was furious mm. Thank you yeah. John though for sharing uh, your feelings with us 01419511025 Listen, you don't have to be an, an angry fan You can be a happy fan Motherwell oh, I'm sure never made happy <laughs> I'm oh. sure there will be some Motherwell fans Making their way out for Park Who are on the flip side To what we just heard from John a uh, big result for Aberdeen as well Hearts fans How are you feeling about Craig Levine A home draw against Ross County And then a home draw against Hamilton Doesn't exactly bode well for the manager And of course tomorrow Ibrooks 12 noon Who should play? Who shouldn't play? How do you see it going? 01419511025 Paul is a Celtic fan tonight Hi Paul 
Hey, hi, Gordon. Hi, Hugh. Hello. Hi, Mark. Okay. Hi, Alec. Hi, Paul. How's it? Uh, my point uh, tonight is just to ask the panel uh, what they think of the bit. The guy coming in from uh, Southampton last night, they were a surprise. Uh, and the word is that uh, the young left back for Kilmarnock's the other now. I don't mm. know if it's true or not, but it was just mainly the arc. That's others as well, but ask Mark what he thinks of the, the business that we've done. Mark? I think uh, the winger brought in, I mean, 16 million quid was it last year he was bought for. So, yep. I mean, you would assume that he would definitely bring something to the table for Celtic. Um, you know, he's got caps behind him as well, you know, international caps. So he seems a good bit of business. I think, you know, Michael Johnson has started the season exceptionally well, but it just gives that level of competition uh, in that area. So I think that's that's very good bit of business from Celtic. Um, the left back is one I particularly think Celtic need. Um, I, I, I think a lot of Celtic fans are underwhelmed perhaps by Greg Taylor, but I think he's a very good player. I think it's exactly what Celtic need. Someone like him who's steady, who can keep possession, you know, who's going to play regular, you know, very rarely injured. And I think that's what Apart from right now but Apart from well I, Again I'll go back I think that's a huge coincidence That he gets injured And you know They'd sign the left back In the same week mm. However But I think it's someone Who Celtic needs Someone who's steady Every single week In that position Just since Paul brought it up Let's hear from Celtic's New winger on loan From Southampton He only spoke to the media For the first time today And here's what he had to say It feels great um, I'm proud to be Part of the club uh, To come here and I'm um, looking forward to, to the season. Why did you choose Celtic? What was, what was attractive about it? What's not? I mean, um, big club, massive club, a lot of fans. Um, I like the challenge to, to win games, to win titles. Um, so uh, I, I came here as well to get a better player. And from what I've heard from other players being here, uh, it's a good place to be. Uh, facilities are good. Um, the coaching stuff so um, yeah so I'm really pleased to be here and haven't we had a chance to play for Southampton this season so are you hoping that you'll be a part of the first team squad and, and getting starts throughout the season for Celtic yeah I mean in the end that's the Gaffa's decision um, like I said I came here to uh, to uh, get a better player to get back to uh, where I was uh, and uh, hopefully I get some chances to uh, to show what I can to have impact in the games, help the team to uh, to score goals, having assists, and to win games. Really. Should we expect to see you playing tomorrow against Rangers? Um, I don't know. I mean, I just finished the first training. Um, that would be the Gaffa's uh, decision uh, if I'd be part of the squad or not. Um, it's a huge game, obviously, uh, maybe one of the biggest derbies in Europe. So I'm really looking forward to either be part of it or. To, to watch it Paul what are you making of the business then you asked for Mark Wilson's take on it what's yours uh, I'm, I'm more than happy with the business uh, I think it's the right thing to do that if you're going to get a player on loan if you can get a, I mean I, I don't know a lot about this guy but going with the price if you're going to get somebody uh, and get the best use out of the loan market you need to kind of get somebody that you possibly can't afford uh, and Celtic can afford to spend uh, 15 million or 16 million this guy the, the, the guy they brought in for Stoke as well I think they missed out on him a couple of years ago I think they bid 3 million they went for 5 so he seems of a decent calibre uh, I, know, I know what Mark's saying and you're right about 
a lot of the Celtic fans seem underwhelmed. Uh, but it's just an unrealistic thing. I mean, we we operate in an underwhelming market. I mean, we can't go for household names. Like, uh, and getting in the, the young guy for Kermak, I, I can't think uh, off the top of my head, uh, to my knowledge, any better kind of left backs that we could afford, to be honest. So, no, I'm happy. Sometimes so, you're sometimes you're better with steady Eddie, uh, rather than someone who's unpredictable. Uh, and I think Greg Taylor will be a good signing. I think Yanusi El Yanusi uh, will be on the bench tomorrow. He's a handy insurance policy. If things aren't going well, okay. He's a, a player who's cost a fortune in his time. Bring him on if things aren't going well. So I think that's where he'll start tomorrow on the bench. Yeah, I'm, I was looking at El. You know, see the other day as well. He obviously comes with a good uh, pedigree for Mould and um, uh, Basil, Basil, wasn't it Basil? Basil, yeah. Uh, so they went. So he's obviously kind of did very well at the clubs. He's went to the English Premiership. It hasn't happened for him, and that may well be a factor that Southampton kind of struggled last year. Taylor is just as as Hugh says, he's a steady Eddie. Uh, where he fits, does he go in ahead of if he's fit? Does he go in ahead of Bolly mm. Hugh? But uh, tomorrow might well come. Too quick for that for that one to yeah. happen. It'll still be he's he's for me not tomorrow. even signed yet, so that yeah. certainly would yeah. be too early at the moment. That's Chris, a mere detail. Yeah, yeah, don't let that get in the way. Chris is on Twitter. Genuinely too close to call tomorrow. Could be any score, but gut feeling is Gers will edge it by a goal. One thing's for sure: little sleep will be had tonight. Told you last night. I said there two one sleep to go. You might sleep on Friday night. You won't sleep tonight. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Thank you, Paul in Kirkintilloch. Jeff's next up. He's a Rangers fan. How do you see it going tomorrow? Um, I think we'll edge it. I think we'll edge it tomorrow. Um, I wouldn't change the team that much. Um. After Thursday's performance, um, I thought Morales's goal, Morales's goal was absolutely superb. The crowd, for a change, were well behaved. Um, I think we'll edge it. Um, but the, the other point I want to make to you as a panel, hearing the draw yesterday, where do you think Rangers would get the points from? Now let's take the first point first, Alex. Uh, Jeff doesn't want to see too many changes from midweek. Yes. What what's the, predict the Rangers team for us right now? Um, Go for it. One to eleven. McGregor will be the goalkeeper. Tavernier goals and Katic and possibly Flanagan. I don't think there'll be much change in the middle of the park either with uh, Jack Davis and Aribo. And I think it, this is the, the the will he go with um, uh, Ojo or Jones? Uh, and pick I think one for me. I will go for uh, I will go for Ojo. I'll go for Ojo, Arfield and Morelos That's the team I'm going Jeff, for you're going Jones, Jones, yes? Yes What makes you say that? Um, well, when he came on uh, he, made a, he made a bit of a difference when he came do. on He set up the goal, didn't uh, he? Yeah, he set up the goal um, I mean, it's absolutely amazing just now That we've got these choice of players Like, between this season and maybe two seasons ago We never had the choice yes, That's right Um I'm really stuck. I, I mean, I couldn't even predict the team. Well, you, I mean, Jeff, you've got a lot Jeff, of just, Jeff, I was looking at. Uh, I was at the game the other night, and um, yeah. when Ojo went to the right, I thought he had a lot more impact on the game than he was having on the left hand side. Yeah, and yeah, I agree with you. Depending with you. again, this is all I've some butts. But if Celtic go with uh, Bolly at left back, 
That would be something that I think Stephen Gerrard might want to highlight Someone actually driving at Bolly defensively Jeff's second question was about the draw What do you make of it? Can, can Rangers progress? Where do you see any cause for optimism? <laughs> you ask me that I Listen I think it's a, a very tough draw You have Porto who are the favourites I think they'll probably go through as the, the top of the group I mean, They've spent the last 8 seasons I think in the Champions League Yes so. it's, it's a, And then you've got young boys who are pretty decent Did they win the league Gordon? By 20 points Well I think we could win that quite comfortably <laughs> <laughs> Listen it's, it's extremely And the other one is uh, Feyenoord isn't it So I know they've they finished third in their division yeah, they've, so, not, they've not started great They've not won any of their opening 3 games it's I mean it's very early on Yes I'm, hard, I'm hardly going to tell you That it's going to be nah. easy But they're the ones That are having a bit of a wobble At the moment Gordon when I look at The actual group I think it's as hard As you could possibly get I think when you look at All the three teams You look at even The the, the, the young boys Finishing 20 odd points clear Fire and have no started But historically They've technically Very good teams a Hostile place to go And then Porto But Listen, I think Rangers have actually done. When you look at last season as well, you know they mm. they had a tough group and they managed to nick points. You could possibly have went through. Yeah, I think Stephen Gerrard certainly knows how to negotiate European ties as a manager. I think he's proven that. And last year as well, even going away to Villarreal, we remember, two, two, yeah. you know, great great away performance. So it's it's a very tough group. But you wouldn't put it past Rangers, you know, nicking a point away from home uh, when they go there. And obviously, Ibrox are. They're a different side So I think there's cause for optimism there Thank you to Jeff on the phone So many reactions coming in To all different teams Across the divisions Eamon says Achille performance Straight out the Azuri playbook Score a goal Then just focus on defending And not letting your opponents Get a sniff All done With a depleted defence Angelo Alessio Shock horror Actually knows what he's doing Well The man came in Replaced someone who really and truly did know what he was doing And transformed Kilmarnock uh, Steve Clark. Uh, he's had a wobbly start But I think today Might be the turning of the corner for him uh, He's bringing in a good calibre of player uh, And alright, they're taking advantage of a, a St Johnson side Who are not exactly pulling up trees anywhere But it could be just that turning of the corner they need 0141 Let's hear from you What did you make of your team's performance today? Maybe you're just leaving the stadium Getting back in the car On the supporters bus On the train Walking home Whatever it may be Why not give us a call And tell us what we missed We've been in the studio Tell us what we missed At your game this afternoon And your final chance For predictions ahead of tomorrow At Ibrooks. More calls And we'll start hearing from the managers next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray Are here to take your calls Less than a day to go Until we find out who wins the first Old Firm game of the season Between Rangers and Celtic at Ibrox What a day we had today though Motherwell sweeping Hibs aside Hearts failing to beat Hamilton at home Aberdeen getting back to winning ways it's all happening, Hugh Evans. Yeah, and then there's the championship And Partick Thistle are bottom oh, of the championship Having been in front uh, Twice against Air United Of all people, Chris Doolan Scores against Partick Thistle And uh, they have two men sent off And ultimately lose 3-2 Astonishing Gary Colwell I look forward to hearing from him as well the number you need is 01419511025 We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB The managers are going about their pre post-match media duties They're starting uh, to make their way into our inbox So bringing them as soon as we can Let's speak to John and Blantyre first up Hi John 
How are we doing? Um, it was just a wee thing we were talking about earlier on, but just uh, when the kick-off and that started about Greg Taylor. Mm-hmm. And the panel was kind of a... I think everyone agreed that it would be too early to fling him in if he does sign for Celtic for tomorrow's match. Uh-huh. I would just like to ask the panel, when Scott Sinclair signed for Celtic, he hadn't even trained with the squad. He came on... I know it's a different game, Celtic versus Hearts, Celtic versus Rangers, but... He came on that day for his debut and he scored the winning goal. And it was just to see... Now, Sinclair had any experience in the Scottish League. He came on and he played quite well for the time that he was on the park. And it was just to wonder, if thinking about that, if the panel would maybe think different about putting Taylor on, obviously, with the experience that he's got playing in the Scottish League. I mean, let's front up. He's not signed for Celtic yet, so... But no, 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 that's fine, John. I'm, I'm happy to go with it. I'm just, just making that clear for anyone who's just joining us and wonder... What's going on He hasn't signed for Celtic But we don't mind hypotheticals on this show If he was to sign tonight What's the big deal with throwing him in Using John's Scott Sinclair example It's a perfect example Uh, It's now almost half past five Uh, The kick-off at Ibrooks Is 18 and a half hours away I don't think that under those circumstances Neil Lennon would have Greg Taylor wake up tomorrow And he starts at Ibrooks at Hyden. I don't think Neil Lennon would do it. Hmm. Ah, listen, I'd got to agree with you, Hugh. Um, I think Celtic would have to have uh, an emergency in that position. You know, Ball and Golly injured. Johnny Hayes out as well for it to be considered. You've got Ball and Golly there, who's obviously got his problems mm. defensively, and Johnny Hayes is back up. I can't see someone coming out mm. at left field and straight into I'm that game. I'm going to throw this out to Twitter because your memory is much better than mine There must be someone who signed very late And then got pitched into a Celtic Rangers Rangers Celtic game There must be someone I just can't remember them Tell us at Clyde SSB um, What about the Scots and Claret comparison yeah, Alex? Yeah absolutely Listen he came on after 61 minutes Scored in the winner on 80, 82 minutes or so Whatever it was you yeah. uh, So I, I take his point on board He says you're just throwing a guy on It's an offensive player it's slightly different when you're actually trying to work as a unit, which is a back four. Yeah. Whereas if you're a flair player, you go and express yourself, go and take people on. I think it's a totally different ball game. And, and and listen, it's not to say that it's never going to work. However, I think all the preparation for this game's already done. All the back four know what they're doing. They know what they're picking. All the set plays, everything will be worked on the last few days leading up to this game. And to put this boy in who hasn't even signed is a bit too rich for me at the moment Alex Ray's already predicted his Rangers starting 11 John, what what does the Celtic starting 11 look like as far as you're concerned? Well, to be, I think a big loss I was on the other week and a big loss if Ayer's not playing I think that would be very critical for Celtic because the past few weeks past couple of games he's, he's been absolutely outstanding Where would you play him? Where would you play him, John? Would you play him at right back or centre-back? I would play him in at right back Just where he's been playing He's done such a good job I mean The the the, the um, Chances that he's, he's created Going up the line as well The the first game against um, AIK He ran up and did that line All night And It was absolutely Amazing And I would I would quite happily see him In at right back The defence that started Way on Thursday night I'd quite happily see That starting John I, I think you need Dyer I personally think you need Dyer at centre half Against Morelos I think the defence the other night. Who who plays it right back though? You know that that could be well, part uh, of the equation. Uh, it's Bauer for me. You should bring. You I, would. I would. If Ayers fit, I would play him at centre half. I think Near Beaton is a very good footballer and he's very good at starting moves for Celtic when he plays centre half and can pass the ball out of defence. However, when you're coming up against a Morelos who likes to fight and scrap and he'll pin you and he'll roll you, I don't think that's Near 
Beaton's game I think Christopher Ayer Who's big and physical And loves that type of game I think you need him In the centre of your defence Do you not think uh, Playing Bauer uh, Right back is a, is a bit of a gamble Willow Purely for the point of view As he has not played a game This season yeah. you know, uh, uh, Of course But I think it's a position Celtic find themselves in I yeah. would rather Bauer At right back And Ayer on the centre Than Ayer at right back Your most physical defender you're taking mm. him at the centre against probably the informed striker. But in the two, because yeah. because it is based on injuries, so you, you know so, some. It looks like something's going to have to give. Is the question, Hugh? Then what? What's the bigger risk? Playing Christopher Fryer at right back and sticking with near Beaton, who, in fairness, Marcus okay, is, yeah. is probably spot on. He doesn't relish that physical battle, but he's actually oh. not done much wrong. Or do you bin near Beaton, bring Bauer in? And they, and and put Christopher Iyer. Is that is if that if Iyer's fit, you play him at central uh, central defence. Uh, Bauer, I, I take Alex's point, hasn't had a first team game so far this season. However, these guys, Bauer, El Yunusi, they have gone for transfers in the region of twenty million pounds in the last two but years. That doesn't that does nothing for your match sharpness though. No, no, I understand that, but they must have a certain quality about them. Bauer is needed in the back four. El Yanusi can be held in reserve on the bench as an insurance policy. Okay, thank you very much. That was John and Blantyre 0141-951-1025. Uh, let's speak to Stuart, a Rangers fan in Kent. Hi Stuart. Hiya. Hello, how do you see it going tomorrow? Well, I think Rangers have got the... This is probably the best chance they've had for a long time, even though they won two games last year. So you're even more confident than you were in those games, Stuart? Oh, yeah, definitely. Listen, Stuart, I think in terms of the confidence that Rangers would have taken from the two games last year, they will get, get in. I think... One of the key things for Rangers is that they have the same personnel who have actually played most of these games last year as well. And if you go back to 14, 15 months ago, 16 months, whatever it was, Celtic were absolutely demolishing. Yeah. And th- and that's, that is the, most, the majority of the guys that are currently still at Celtic at the moment. The, the Celtic fans will um, contradict this, but Steven Gerrard has spoken of joining Rangers and being conscious of the fact that people within the club, players within the club, were afraid of Celtic. And they, they took battering after battering mm. In the Brendan Rodgers years uh, But now There is no fear of Celtic tomorrow It changes the whole No complexion. there's definitely no Yeah and that changes the whole complexion of it for me uh, And that's why I think With home advantage I think Rangers will win Yeah so they are But my point is There was a boy phoned up last night And he was saying how Yeah Rangers are struggling in the last two games Against St Martin And against Ligue of Warsaw Miguel Warsaw had not conceded a goal in Europe for the last seven games. But as I pointed out to the caller last night, it's obligatory for Celtic supporters to say that there's nothing to worry about. And it's obligatory for Rangers supporters on the eve of the game to come on and say, no, no, Rangers will win. I understand that. It goes to the territory, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's obligatory. I wonder if we're entering a period where... Home advantage really counts Because for a couple of seasons It didn't matter Celtic could go Celtic Park Ibrox Hamden Wherever you like And it, it wouldn't have mattered We've got a Pretty small sample size At the moment But since the allocation Got cut last yeah. season And I'm not saying that's why But since then Played to at Celtic Park Two victories for Celtic Played to at Ibrox Two victories for Rangers I wonder how long If Pedro Cachinha Was still in charge Or Mark Warburton 
And Celtic get 800 fans at Ibrox Celtic would still win tomorrow you know, I, Because I, I, I they're specifically, much better team I specifically just said I'm not saying that's the overriding factor But you can't argue with the facts yeah. It was 2-2 two and two last season And all I said was I wonder how long We'll, we'll see that home the, advantage At the count, start of last season I, I thought it wouldn't make any difference whatsoever But I think when you see the outcome of the games the, And the manner that both teams performed In those Fixtures I think you could tell It was a massive difference You know what well, You're going for 800 to 8,000 Well you could say that With the one at Parkhead Where Rangers went down To 10 men You know And gave a very good account Of themselves And, and you would say that You know Did the crowd have a big impact In that um, So I, I, you know I think circumstances Have a bearing as well But in terms of In terms of that game Rangers did very well In the second half However In the first half Celtic were rampant you, They were yeah. all over them They started the game well I think that's a huge factor You know These games at, When at, you at start the very, well, At the very least then to, to the way the game starts Yeah yeah. Uh, listen I, I believe that Truly uh, When you've got The majority of that crowd On you And you know Really pushing you forward In the opening yeah. minutes I think it makes a huge difference I To think, the game For me personally I think when you're playing For a big club Regardless of whatever Fan base is there I think you go and get results On the matter That's yeah. just my take Yeah I still feel like Maybe maybe it's my I don't mind taking the blame Maybe I'm not putting this Across properly I'm not saying Celtic Can never now go and win At Ibrox and vice versa Just Examining the, that it must have some yeah, small but it, impact. But if you if you have a, a, a transparently better team than the other side, yes, and at the moment neither side. Yeah, so that's so, that's my point. So that's that's why that's why tomorrow it will be close, but not because Celtic only have eight hundred fans there. I didn't say that But anyway Never mind Maybe it is my fault 01419511025 Stuart's still on the line Stuart What about Main men for you Who has to play Who who do you think Might miss out Well you've got to have Katic at the back Katic and Goldson Yeah I agree you've got, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to be Freddie's got to be up front And Davis and Jack In the middle We are, we are able And obviously The mainstay uh, McGregor and Goals now, there's, a, there's a thing that you wouldn't have heard last season at this at this time Goldson and Katic have got to play but I, I totally agree with what Stuart says there the way that they finished last season and the way they've started it, well, they but make I, themselves number I know one choice. you're saying they actually did start last season well. I, thought, I thought they'd done well last season the middle, in the middle part of the season middle, right, you wouldn't I, have heard that. I mean Katic in particular looked ropey at times however just now the way yeah. he started the season you know you would say he's Rangers number one centre half and they are, you know, you've got a three million pound guy who's going to have to sit on the bench for a long time because the way this partnership is forming Stephen Robinson will be a happy man Motherwell 3 Hibs nil. chance at the end of Heckingbottom get to somewhere Far away from Easter Road uh, Let's hear from the mother boss Yeah I'm happy I thought it was a convincing performance I thought we should have won by more goals um, We missed missed a couple of really good chances But you know we're, we're not going to criticise Chris Long for that He he gets himself opportunities Just by his sheer hard work and endeavour and, and I thought there was another couple of good moves That we, we didn't finish off So the game probably should have been over We made a little 20 minute spell in the In the second half Where we allowed them back in the game and I, and I, but I thought the subs that came on, Devontae Cole and Jermaine Hilton, changed the back in our favour again and really, you know, overall was a dominant performance. It's been a really good week. You think things are really starting to click for this team now? Um, no, I'm not getting too carried away. Um, yeah, I didn't think there was any kind of crisis when we have won six games, drew one and lost two from Motherwell, but people seem to suggest that. We're a team, we know where we are. We know what we're trying to do, you know, the parameters we work under. Um, most of the fans and board, they, they know what we're trying to do. We're trying to put on some exciting football. Um, we're creating chances and we're developing young players. So I'm not going to get too carried away with, with winning two games. We'll enjoy it tonight and we'll get 
the boys that we think can win football matches, even fitter over this international break, and, and keep trying to push forward. Young boy James Scott was terrific on the, the right how I guess that's potential. Yeah. Huge. Um, and I've been his biggest fan since he came to class. I said I seen him play when he was 15 years of age in the Mill Cup. I was assistant manager at the time and, and went to watch it when, when Scott Leach had taken a team over there. And he, he's, he's been in my mind ever since. He's so much talent. Um, he needs to think a wee bit more about his game. We need to keep pushing him um, because he, he does just float about in his own little world sometimes on the pitch. But he's got so much talent. You see him when he goes past people, he, he's exciting. He's another one of our young players that I, I think will make a lot of money on. Well done, Stephen Robinson. Well done, Motherwell. But who ever said you were in crisis? I don't, I don't remember anyone ever saying Motherwell are in crisis. Or, so, or even suggesting it, actually. Sometimes, sometimes you have to take victory with good grace. Never mind defeat. Take victory with good grace. Uh, nevertheless, that's a terrific three points, isn't it? Fabulous. Uh, we questioned a couple of weeks, or I questioned a few weeks ago, you know, were they going to be strong enough? Were the guys up front going to have a, a big impact? But you have to say, having won back-to-back, get into this international break, you've got young guys going away, Campbell and so forth, going away in international, they've got the other boys. James Scott's going with them as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, the boy's been drafted up to the Northern Ireland squad, Donnelly. hasn't he? Donnelly. So... That, uh, that's encouraging signs for me when you actually start getting guys recognised by their, their, their respective uh, countries two white guys uh, I mean I said I like Seedorf but Hilton as well uh, you know adds genuine raw pace and when they're getting on the score sheet now you know that's what you want you look at Celtic and Scott Sinclair when you've got your white guys contributing goals mm. as well as assists then there's only one way your team's going. And, and the midfielder as well, when you consider that's 8-8 eight eight now, isn't yeah. it? So, you know, if you get goals all over the pace, you <laughs> get a striker scoring a few, couldn't they? I know he's right. taking penalties, which obviously helps, but a defensive midfielder to start the season 8-8 eight eight is <laughs> unbelievable. Okay, that was Stephen Robinson. Still time for you to get in touch. 0141 951 1025. We're going to take more calls and hear from more of today's managers next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray, Mark Wilson, and Hugh Keevens are here looking back on a dramatic day in the Scottish Premiership and looking ahead to what we hope will be a dramatic day tomorrow in the right way as well. Hugh yeah, Keevans. absolutely. You're right to highlight in the right way. We've had enough headlines about morons. So uh, let's just get to the football. There are too many good players in that park for it not to be a good game. Uh, if everyone could just keep their antisocial tendencies at bay, uh, then let's enjoy the football. Yeah, we were chatting off air about it. I can't disappoint. I mean, you look at both sides, you, you look at the way they go forward, you look at probably in defence, they've got weaknesses. It surely can't be a nil-nil tomorrow. No chance, not a chance. Um, I'm, I'm certainly not one to open the home advantage can of worms again, but because it is at Ibrox, does that mean Celtic would be, happy is the wrong word, content with a draw? Would Neil Lennon take a draw? And it's always a difficult question because you can, I can hear people going, oh, we're the champions, we want to win every game. I get that, but um, it, it wouldn't be met with widespread... It wouldn't be a, a disaster a calamity it, no. for him No, no um, uh, Given that the match is going to be as tight as we think it will be uh, You would say, well, a draw These things happen um, But uh, both managers would be really grateful for a win It would mean an awful lot in the bragging rights department uh, Yeah, but give, if you give them belief as well Because the international week gives you time to stew over, yeah. over that period, uh, yeah. so you know you obviously want to try and put that kind of 
benchmark down and, and for Rangers Alex It's perhaps got It's got the potential to Have a slight Air of deflation if, if it doesn't Because Rangers have won both at, yeah. at Ibrox last season They've then strengthened in the summer They've started the season far better And There's an optimism there If Celtic were to then suddenly come to town and win yeah. It's I, a body I, blow going no, into the international no break So many it. different possibilities yeah, depending ab- on Absolutely And because of As you say I think it's 10 wins 2 draws you, you know they have started on the front foot But this is the one that you get gauged uh, You know the disappointment The reaction to a loss is always greater when it's an old firm game So you're absolutely right It would make a, a, a body blow going into But as I said When we spoke about it earlier on The one uh, thing I do know is the, the, If you lose the first fixture It doesn't have to have a, the bigger bearing In a no. longer longer run Quite an afternoon at Firhill Partick Thistles Scored two goals Both goal scorers were sent off And they then had to sit the home fans And watch Chris Doolan Partick Thistle legend Score for air As air ran out 3-2 winners Here's what Gary Caldwell had to say I'm really proud of the players Thought they gave everything In, in really difficult circumstances uh, Looked comfortable with 10 men I think we had Lost count at a bit uh, And then with 8 men Really dug in uh, I think the second goal was marginally offside uh, but really proud of the players and how they stuck to the task. I think 11 v 11 will win the game. So it's a sore one to take, but we've got to take it and move on. Do you feel the first dismissal was a red card? No. And that's obviously a game changer for you? Massive. I mean, you've just gone 2-1 up. Huge. And what about the second, any dispute, dispute about the Bannigan red card? No, I think it was a red. What happened if the, the yellow card shown? Was it one of the coaching staff that that was shown to? I'm not sure. The linesman wasn't sure either. Right. He just said something needs to be booked. Don't know if he was going to book something in the director's box or but somebody needs to be booked. How frustrating is it, especially the first red card? Because, like you said, you were so much on top and you were dominating the game, you were playing good football. Yet again, Dario was fantastic and then he seems to go really quickly to produce a red card. He doesn't really consult with his linesman who has a better view on it. Yeah, I have to be very careful what I say. Uh, that is my biggest frustration. That It's like it's a race to get a red card out. Now, refs have a very difficult job. They can make wrong decisions. At, you know, I accept that that happens. I make wrong decisions. But it's the speed that it comes out. It's like they're desperate to do it. Instead of giving themselves thinking time and, and consulting with his linesmen, if that is a red card, we're going to have games 6v7 every week. Ian is a Partick Thistle fan. What did you make of it today, Ian? Well, I must admit, I've been on before and I've been very critical of Gary Caldwell. Uh, but I have to totally agree 100% with everything he's just said in his interview. The first card was an absolute red card, was a farce. And the, the speed for his dollars ran over. He couldn't wait to get his pocket quick enough. The linesman was right behind the incident when it happened. It was at worst a yellow. and It just seemed... Any referee should give themselves a second or two before they make a, a momentous decision like that because the game had went 2 1 to Thistle. That decision changed the game for me. Even a Barrington red card, I thought, could have been a yellow. It was a high boot. It didn't go in the intent. The guy sort of ran into him. And there was another incident where the Air United player tried to quickly grab the ball when they were given a free kick the road half and battered the ball off Kenny Miller. And the ref turned around and put Kenny Miller, who had no chance to get out of the way. Uh, I think the referee in display today Costs the game It's an absolute disgrace And I have to admit I, I, For once in my life I, I agree with Gary Caldwell Ian uh, Tell me though How it felt to watch Chris Doolan Score against Partick Thistle uh, 
It was expected. It was. It was. You, you, it was always going to happen. And, really, and, and the way Thistle treated him, uh, fair play to the guy. He was good for us, and Thistle treated him badly. And um, I, 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 I was. I was. It was so to take. The, the, the decisions cost us the game. They had a horrendous decision to send the guy out the first red card. It would never have been, the deal goal would never have came into it. It would never have been two one, three three two. The first one, the one, the two one, we we eleven against eleven. We'd have won the game quite easily. Quite it's telling, Hugh, because Ian's right. Ian's a critic of Gary Caldwell generally, but he's sticking by the manager today, and he's saying that actually the ref made life difficult. Uh, Ian, can you remember who the referee was? I, I, it slipped my mind. Oh yes, well it was, a, it was the famous Mr. Dallas's son. And if they'd have had a display of that to Ibrox tomorrow against the home team, it would have been a riot. Well, um, first of all, you say that neither red card was a red card, but your manager says one of them was a definite red card. Uh, so, you know, people can have their personal interpretation of things. Uh, we can't speculate on it because we didn't see it. That would be very unfair. However, in general terms, Andrew Dallas is far too quick at times to make big calls uh, and we all remember the, the four penalty kicks that uh, were given against St Mirren at Ibrooks. Is uh, there is there room to feel a bit sorry for refs on this because sometimes if refs take their time they're accused of taking too long and yeah. not being decisive and not having the courage of their convictions but when they produce the card quickly they then get accused of rushing into it. So which, well, which is it? Interpretation is everything. Uh, go back to the, the four penalty day at Ibrooks uh, when Stephen Gerrard said he thought it should be five penalties and Oren Tierney thought that none of them were penalties mm-hmm. or, or one of them was a penalty so it's all a matter of personal interpretation and we can't possibly comment on today's because we haven't seen it but the bottom line here you can be critical as you like of Andrew Dallas and as I say I, I do think at times he's rash Partick Thistle are bottom of yeah. the table the proposed takeover of the club, everything has gone quiet. They've lost Colin Weir and Colin Weir's millions of pounds. Uh, and these are worrying times for Partick Thistle. Ian and Partick, thank you. Ian and Bar- Bairdent, my apologies. A Partick Thistle fan, thank you very much for your thoughts. We've got time for one more prediction ahead of tomorrow. Charlie's going to give us it. Charlie, prediction. Prediction 3 1 to Rangers. Morelis, hat trick. Oh. <laughs> So not only is he breaking the duck against Celtic, Charlie's getting three. Yes. And go. Gordon Jones, hopefully, will be on from the start. But I said the other night there on Thursday night, when I phoned up and told Gordon Dale, he should be playing Gordon Jones and he kind of poo-pooed it. Gordon Jones came on on Thursday night, as you know. He, he crushed the ball and Morelos hit it in the net. So hopefully he'll play tomorrow from the start. Gordon Jones has got no chance to start He's hopeless Jordan on the other hand He's got a chance Maybe And I, to be fair I It's worth, so, worth, con- worth considering There is an injury doubt over Shea Ojo yes. as well So that, that might May make have it a, bearing, a simple yes. decision hmm. I'm really surprised by Jones The impact that he's actually made You know you see him over in Denmark Really really impressive He breaks very well His delivery was it was begging to get put in yesterday A lovely whip ball in uh, And Morelos is actually on, on point at that stage So um, it'll be interesting to see But I, I just think if you want to get at Bolly If he plays there I think Ojo could cause him all sorts of problems down that side Hugh Keevans, Alfredo Morelos has been banging form He did yeah. get the winner for Rangers the other night Has he got it in him to score a hat-trick as Charlie predicts? Uh, well a hat-trick would make him a, an immortal uh, But he certainly has it in him to score 
we all know it's held against him. He's never managed to score against Celtic, and he's had some horrendous misses into the bargain. Uh, but he's got ten goals. He's banging form. His temperament is good, and he is the number one danger to Celtic tomorrow. I would agree with that, and that's why, from a Celtic point of view, I I think Ayer has to be in the centre of defence when you've got a guy like Morelos who's bang on form just now, and you know can. Bring Rangers up the park by holding the ball in, then you need your best centre half pairs. Going back to the Jones and Ojo thing, I would play, if I was from a Rangers point of view, I would play Jones ahead of Ojo. But what, see if he's up against Ayer. Would you think you get much change with Ayer? That's the thing. Well, well, I'll tell you what, I think you've got more chance. I think for me, Jones. You've, you've got to look at the weaker one. Uh, if you look, if they two are the full backs, mm. if you think Ayer's right back and you think that he's going to line up with Bolly at left back. You try and exploit that weaker one. Thanks to Charlie. It's been quite the day in the Premiership. The top two will meet tomorrow at noon at Ibrox Celtic against Rangers Livingston on third after another impressive afternoon for them. Aberdeen getting back to winning ways. Their fourth mother will just tucked in behind at level and points on seven points after seeing off Hibs in convincing fashion. It's the bottom of the table, which might surprise you. Hibs are down to ninth. Hearts are 11th joint bottom with St Johnson after a dramatic afternoon. Sleepless night for a few in this part of the world, Hugh. Oh, Ness and Dorma, none shall sleep. But <laughs> Libby are one point off Celtic and Rangers. That means certain other bigger clubs, with respect to them, are not stepping up to the mark. Paul Heckenbottom's jacket is on a sugarly peg at Easter Road. Likewise, Craig Levine at Tynecastle. What a day we have in store tomorrow. Rangers against Celtic. It's a 12 o'clock kickoff at Ibrooks. We're here from 11.45, bringing you all the build up, all the team news. So make sure you join us and you can enjoy your weekend in the company of the GBX next. Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.